0: What's up, everyone? My name is Christian Baudanza dutacchio and this is Giuliano Coleri, and this is Tifosi Football strange Radio. Are you strange too? The word is strange. Thanks so much for joining us today on Wednesday, January the twentieth. Uh, we've got a nice episode for you today. Uh going to be previewing match day 19 for the Serie A. Talk about some transfers because now the transfers are starting to pick up. We're getting towards the end of this transfer window. As we're recording this, I just want to say thank you to Udinese who did Roma a favor today. Tying Atalanta 1-1 in that makeup game. So Atalanta now one point behind Roma. So Roma still sitting pretty in fourth place. As I said, as long as we get the favors and we beat the teams below us, we'll be okay. <laughs> but- Napoli in third. Napoli's in third. Napoli's got that makeup game against Juve, but it's a Super Cup they're playing. They're not today, playing the makeup today, game. Yeah. yeah. So look out for the Super Coppa Italiana, Forza Napoli. Has the game been uh, rescheduled yet? No. No, not yet. Okay. Not yet. Um, and uh, just want to talk real briefly about yesterday's debacle Spezia upsetting Roma, <laughs> 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 winning 4 to 2. When Rome, let me—the one thing I want to say about Roma is when Roma goes into a meltdown, they go into a full, yeah, full meltdown. Like making an extra sub, which they would have lost the game if they won anyway because of that default, and uh, Paulo Lopez getting a red card—it was just disaster, disaster, disaster for Roma. But uh, we'll talk about them a little bit later. But just wanted to make sure that I got that that result in there. Did Lazio play yesterday? No, I think they play Thursday. They play Thursday, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah, they do play Thursday. Um all right. So let's uh let's let's jump right into our uh, our lovely schedule where we're going to be talking about match day 19 which begins on Friday the 22nd. Not really a big game. Well, it actually, you know what? It's a big game for the new coach. It's a big game for the new coach cuz we are happy to announce that Marco Giampaolo is no more at Torino. <laughs> and this uh this was needed. Torino needs to survive. The trigger was pulled. Davide Nicola comes in. And before we get into this game, let's break this down a little bit. So Davide Nicola comes in. This guy is a specialist in keeping teams up. <laughs> yeah. Um, he just recently broke his contract with uh, Genoa. With too. Genoa, yeah. So I think he's a fantastic, fantastic coach. I think he's the one that brought, he brought Crotone up for the very first time. Okay. When Cortona came up a couple of years ago, he was the coach, if I'm not mistaken. Or I got it totally wrong. And if I did, I'm sorry. But I know he has some affiliation there. Davide Nicola, what do you think about this signing for
1: Torino? Whatever. Whatever signing again. Not impressed. One of the Genoa
0: rejects from the Genoa uh, That's what stable. he said about Ballardini. Ballardini still has a lot of work to do. He does, but he's getting the results he needs he to get. He is. Whereas Davide Nicola has been in this situation a million times, it feels like and he gets them out. So and he, he's got this is probably one of the more talented teams on paper that he's in, that he has had. So yeah. Um I think Torino are going to fully bounce back. It's just a matter of time now. But uh, let's let, let's see how they play out. He's got a few days to prepare. Benevento Torino Friday. What do you th- how do you see this game coming out cuz Benevento coming off a of embarrassing 4-1 loss to Crotone? Yeah,
1: back-to-back losses for Benevento, too. Yeah,
0: and uh, Torino now...
1: Eight goals conceded in these two games for Benevento. It's, it's pretty bad. That's pretty bad. Torino, on the other hand, as well. A draw, two losses in their last three. Not looking the greatest. Uh, one of them was a Coppa Italia that yeah. they did drag out to penalty shootout with uh, AC Milan. Yeah. A loss to Milan in the league, 2-0, yeah. no, and then they tied Spezia 0-0. Yeah. So, we can say... Torino dropped points to two teams maybe that are on form, Spezia yeah. and uh, AC Milan. On the other hand, Benevento, they dropped points to Atalanta, team that's not on form. Yeah. And Crotone, a team that has been playing slightly better than their uh, normal.
0: In regards to this game, I think Torino has a little bit of an edge. What do you think? I think, hands down, Torino's got an edge. And this is the reason why. Yes, they, they've they blown uh, – they blew it against Spezia but what people don't understand is Torino in their last 6 Serie A matches have only lost once so they're one win, four draws and one loss in their past 6 and yes they're still in the relegation zone but so do you think it was fair to get rid of Gianpaolo yes. I do with that Spezia yes. result yes yes when you it's like our friend Nick said when you have a when you're a man up pretty much for the whole game and you cannot you bury get shot yeah you get out shot and yeah, everything yeah it's 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 humiliating um, you could tell Torino players I've totally checked out. Now yeah. let's see if let's see if Nicola can re inspire these guys and get these guys to grind it out. I think he will. I think we're gonna see a positive result here. Um, Benevento, on the other hand, I want to give the edge to Torino, but Benevento could bounce back. Marco Sal, he's kind of he's picking up a little bit of steam now, and is he the, he's suspended though.
1: I, is he suspended? I think he's suspended because of a uh, red card in the in the uh, in the Crotona game. With him gone, they really don't have good scoring options outside of him and Lapadula.
0: Yeah, Marco Sao, Letizia, and Scatarella are all not playing.
1: Yeah, it's Scatarella and Letizia are probably the two yeah. most important players. So
0: you got to give the edge to Torino here. Yeah. So I'm gonna say Torino's gonna win this game. Torino, too. I think uh, a win for yeah. that for uh, Nicola. Absolutely. Great way to start the. Great way to come in and start. Uh, we wish Torino all the best. This I think is gonna climb Torino out of the relegation zone. Let's move on to the next game. Saturday morning, 9 a.m., Roma rematch. playing Spezia. Big rematch here. Yeah, a big rematch here. It is in the Stadio Olimpico, so Roma is sitting at home.
1: This is this is twice in the last six years Roma's played Spezia, and they haven't beat them once. I know. Twice, it, uh, both out of Coppa Italia. The yeah. first one ended in a penalty shootout, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. The second game, which we just played yesterday. result for Spezia.
0: Now, if you look at the last five matches for Roma, including the Coppa Italia loss to Spezia, Roma's two wins, one draw, two losses. So very mediocre. Whereas Spezia, on the other hand, three wins, one draw, one loss in their last five games, including that Coppa Italia win. But me knowing Roma... The one thing I did say a couple minutes ago when we started this podcast is when Roma have a full meltdown, they have a full on meltdown. Didn't recover from the Lazio game, we're hoping to bounce back. Totally totally embarrassing loss to Spezia. So you got to think that Roma's pissed off. Yeah. I think Roma's pissed off and this is where you get important. This is this is important three points. You got to stay in the race if you want to make the top 4. And I think Roma is going to bounce back, and we're going to see a very aggressive Roma that's going to attack and that's going to suffocate Spezia. And it's going to probably, I think they're going to win two, three, nothing. Yeah, it's going to be interesting if
1: Saponata can continue. I don't know if you saw his second yeah. goal. Beautiful goal. I suggest, I recommend everybody go it's look beautiful. and watch that goal. That was, was, one was one of the nicest ball. trips I've ever seen. For him to have a game like that again, if he even starts against Roma yeah. this weekend, it will take something special again for, uh, along those lines for Spezia to beat Roma. I don't think Spezia can pull that off in no. back-to-back games against no. Roma.
0: No. You got to remember, yes it was 4-2, but Roma went down to nine men. Yeah. What in an extra time and that's when Spezia capitalized and went up
1: and they conceded two goals within yeah. the, what the first 12 minutes of the yeah. game. So yeah, I think Roma they'll learn from the mistakes. Usually when you have Two games with team like a, a mini series. They the second game, theirs. the second game always determines who the better team is. I think Roma is the better team than Spezia. Yeah. And Roma should should win here. If they no. don't. Know, uh, if we don't, the season's over. A lot of questions around Fonseca. Yeah,
0: yeah. Fonseca's. It, it, if you if he drops this game now, yeah, yeah. he's he's going to be walking a very thin line, fine line. Sorry. Yeah. With.
1: Emir uh, he struggled. in he the did. Copic. He got his start. He struggled. He did. Do you think he starts this game?
0: No, they're going to go to Enzeco. going to go back. That's the reason why they rotated.
1: Yeah. Pellegrini, VR started in that midfield as well.
0: I think Pellegrini plays again. Yeah.
1: Pellegrini played
0: good. Pellegrini is the heart and soul of this Roma team right now. He is. And uh, he's very passionate. There's a lot of passion with this guy, but it feels like, yeah, he's the only guy on the field that bleeds for the Roma crest and right now. And they just, they just look flat-footed. And, but I think they're going to bounce back. I think you're going to see a positive result here for Roma. I agree. All right. So we're both trying to take Roma to win. Next game is a doozy at 12 o'clock. Atalanta and AC Milan at the Giuseppe Meazza in Milan. This is a huge game. Yeah. Huge test. His, at-
1: history is favoring Atalanta in
0: the last few fixtures as well. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And you got to think, though, like especially with ju- us just announcing that uh, that Atalanta-Udinese did tie today. You got to think that Gasparini probably has one mind on that game.
1: But at the same time, he has less time to uh, recover his team yeah. for this game. AC's it's had true. more rest. That's true. Uh, AC going to be out with some important players. Gil Hernandez will be out. Ben Asser, Kalanoglu still out. Salamaker's got a red in the last fixture. Yeah. But Mario Mandzukic coming back. Do we see him in this game? I think he may make a cameo appearance.
0: Cameo, yeah. Because yeah. you you got Zlatan.
1: Yeah, he won't start. But he may he might get subbed on if, if uh for whatever reason Milan's behind in this game. Yeah. But uh the injury crisis continues with uh, uh with Milan here. And, and Donnarumma not- and Donnarumma has a red for this game as well. So that's right. Tatorusan was gonna be in at the Romanian.
0: Ooh, so you gotta imagine that Atalanta's like looking the chops a little bit.
1: Yeah, if this is a time for Atalanta to capitalize, to capitalize, get a rebound win, this is the one to do. And the midseason off on a good note. Yeah, this is the way to do it. This is going to be a tough game. It will be. And Atalanta, they're on form. Although they did draw, they have yeah. not lost the game in the longest time. Yeah, Atalanta.
0: Yeah, they're 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 turning the page, right? Or turning the corner. Yeah. So we don't know. This is back-to-back
1: draws against two teams at our bottom of the table. Genoa Udine. So this shows that Atalanta maybe struggled against teams that sit back. We know Milan is not sitting back. No. They're mm-hmm. going
0: to open up. and They
1: go for the jugular.
0: And that's gonna it's going to be a wide-open game, I think. Yeah. you It's going to be
1: exciting. It will be. You're going to have Milan's 4-2, uh, 3-1 up against Atalanta's three-man defense. Yeah. Four in the midfield, one attacking mid-two forwards. That's what Gasparini's been going okay. with. It'll be interesting to see Zlatan against Christian Romero.
0: That's going to be interesting.
1: See the wing battles. And then see if Milan's uh, defense can handle one of the most potent attacks in Serie
0: A. Well, what do you think's going to happen? Do you you tell it- me first. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's going to be tough for Milan to pull out a win. Uh, this is, everything's kind of favoring Atalanta here. And Atalanta is desperate. Atalanta wants to get in the top need to make up ground. Especially if Romo wins at 9 a.m. Mm-hmm. That's gonna put a lot of more. That's gonna put a lot more pressure on Atalanta, uh, to to get a result here. I think they're gonna. I think ultimately it's gonna end up in a draw. I think if I think Atalanta is gonna do enough. It's probably gonna be a two-two draw. I just I don't see this Milan team losing to Atalanta, but I do see them dropping points.
1: Yeah, I can. Uh, I was actually gonna pick a draw as well, cause yeah, I think Atalanta are, are too good, and I think Gasparini yeah. knows how to approach the big games definitely really well. And uh, Milan now are going to be feeling the pressure even more with Inter on their back. Yeah, constantly after, especially after that Juve win, because they know Inter's going to be, you know, feeling good. So yeah, it'll be interesting whether Inter and AC are tied midway through the season after next weekend's done. We'll see. I think, but I'm thinking Atalanta draws this game
0: with yeah. Milan as well. Yeah, definitely. So we're both trying to take the draw. Uh, next up, playing at the same time, Inter and Udinese are at the Dacia Arena and Udine. So you got Udine claiming a big scalp with the draw today, still struggling to score, aside from that Pereira goal in the first minute today. Assisted from our boy. Kevin Lasagna. Kevin Lasagna. going to an inter team that dominated Juventus. Is this inter team for real now? Can they do this again? That's the big question. Are they in over their heads? Are they too confident now? I don't think so.
1: I don't think so either. I think Conte is the best manager for these situations. He's a pit bull. Once he's on top, he latches on. He's not going to let go. Yeah. Once that good feeling in the locker room is there too, I think Conte knows how to latch on. And we've seen it with all his teams. When his teams feel good, when there's unity in the team, there's nothing that can stop a Conte team. We saw it with Italy. We've seen it with Chelsea. We saw it with Juve. When the team spirit's that high, very tough to beat. I think Inter should walk over this Udine team. Uh, History's on uh, Inter's side as well. I don't see this game going any other way than an Inter win. Yeah,
0: I agree with you. I think Inter's going to win, and they're going to gain some ground on AC Milan. Yeah, that, that'll put them one point behind, right? If Milan yeah. draw. If they draw. If, if they, they draw. lose, then they'll be even on points. Yeah. But then if they win, it's, it's we're we, right where we left off. Yeah. Um, that goes for 12 o'clock. Again, uh, Jules and I are telling you to take Inter. Now let's move on to the worst game of the week. Fiorentina playing Crotone. <laughs> Two terrible teams playing each other. I really don't know how to call this. To be honest with you, there are the Artemio Franchi and uh, Fiorentina have looked abysmal. There's talks of Frank Ribery going back to the Bundesliga. He, he like Giuliano said, he wants out. He just yeah. wants to leave. I think he he he's really he just wants to get out. I, th- I think he realized what how much of a disaster it's been, and he's probably given his buddy Tonia. Uh, the gears because Luca Toni was one of the guys that convinced them to go to Fiorentina, unfortunately. <laughs> if you look at their recent form, they're kind of the same. Uh, Crotone is slightly better. Crotone in their last five games have won two and lost three, whereas Fiorentina have won one, drawn one, and lost three. But here's the thing. I mean, Fiorentina in those five games have scored three goals, whereas Crotone, on the other hand, they've scored 10 goals in five yeah. games. Yep. So Crotone is obviously firing a lot more than Fiorentina and both these teams, relegation candidates. This is a relegation. This is definitely a relegation battle and Fiorentina knows it. How do you see this game playing out? It'll be
1: interesting. Both teams conceding recently six goals a piece. Yeah. Crotone conceded six to Inter. Napoli scored six on Fiorentina. Both teams really don't get goals. I think the better players attacking wise, I think, Crotone actually has more options yeah. for goal scorers between Simi and Messias. Reca as well. He's a threat, the Polish uh, yeah. international from the left side. So Crotone does have its pieces. It's it's the question mark is the defense for both of these teams. Yeah, Fiorentina, they were showing a, a bit of uh, like things were turned around for them after the, the result against Cagliari. They uh, took Inter, you know, right to the end in the Coppa Italia. Yep. They push Inter very hard and then they go into the Napoli game get obliterated. So yep. now you have to question what kind of what kind of Fiorentina is going to come out of the gates here and face Crotone. We don't know the state of this team. The eldest player on this team wants to get out. Everybody, there's no leadership in this team.
0: No, it's a, it's a disaster.
1: I, I really don't know what to expect. The only thing going for Fiorentina is they got a, a decent counterattack. Blachowicz is kind of spear pointing the attack. But besides that, really, there is nothing in this team. There no. is nothing going for it. Crotone, I think, has more going for it. So in that for that reason I'm actually I'm going to take I'm leaning b- between a draw and a Crotone victory but I'm going to push for Crotone to win this game.
0: I'm going to actually agree with you. Yeah. And I'm going to take Crotone <laughs> in this game because when you look at when I look at Fiorentina's record, Coppa Italia is is a wash Inter rotated their squad obviously prepping for the Juve game and uh still beat them with a with a rotated squad. They played a cut. They won one nothing. It's a Cagliari team that concedes the most shots on goal in one of the, yeah. in Europe, and they only put one pass Cagliari. They can't score. They can't score. No, I think they're going to struggle against Crotone. Crotone's got more pace, and like you said, Crotone's got more attacking options. I think you're going to see Junior Messias go on a tear, and uh, I think Crotone's going to win this game. Yes, I said it. Crotone is going to win this game. They will. Crotone
1: hasn't been playing too bad. It's nope. just been. Uh, it's been a. Uh... Partio of errors back there for them in their defense. They make so many errors, Crotone. Yeah. And if they can stop making errors in their in their defensive end, they have a chance against these teams like Fiorentina. Yeah. And there's no reason why they can't win a game like this. Yeah, absolutely. There really isn't. So, Crotone.
0: Crotone. We're both trying to take Crotone. Now, let's move on to Sunday morning, 6.30 a.m. A Juve team looking to bounce back in the league against Bologna. Yes. Yes a team that
1: Juve's been dominating yeah. for years. Yeah, Bologna's had no answer for them.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of questions surrounding Andrea Pirlo right now. And if you want to silence your critics, this is the kind of game you want, depending on what happens in the Supercopa today too, right? Uh, c- could be even worse criticism Maybe, them. Yeah, maybe they pick up an injury or two. I yeah. know
1: Juve's very thin right now on the bench, missing yeah. a lot of players. They are. And this Juve team does have glaring weaknesses in it. In regards to defending counterattacks, which Bologna is more than capable of exploiting, they oh, sure. got Baro who can exploit on the left side, yeah. or Cellini who can expose uh, Frabotta if he plays again on the right side, or we don't know. Bernardeski apparently is rumored to start the Supercopa on the left side today, so we'll see how he does. Maybe he gets a start in this game, but this Juve team does have glaring weaknesses. Yeah, to Ronaldo reliant, but they also have some good strengths. They do it's obviously passing from the back. Yeah, uh, the team. The team uh, spirit. It is high, even though they struggle. It is Juve. There's always high team spirit there. I think yeah. Pirlo is managing the personalities well, and Juve can score goals when they need to. They really yeah. can. They can just turn it on, put it into the next year, and get a goal. I think Bologna is a good uh, game for them to rebound off of this Inter uh, result. Yeah, and I think Juve will get an easy one here.
0: I think so, too. I think this is the perfect game for Juve to bounce back and silence some critics. So yeah. Juve wins this game and, hands down. And, and
1: they're playing a Bologna team who just has two clean sheets yeah. all season. This so. is
0: perfect game to bounce back. This is the game you want yeah. right after. So confidence R- coming back for Juventus. Yeah.
1: Like Ronaldo can get his goal. Kuluzeski, Morata, anyone can score. Yeah. Get that confidence back up and it's over. Especially, I'm very curious to see the Napoli game, how that plays out.
0: I don't think the Super Cup matters to them.
1: It does it for Pirlo because Pirlo wants a trophy.
0: I think the league's more important, so that's why I think he's going to focus on this game. To, I don't. That's why I don't think it matters. I think they're just going to smash Bologna. So we're both trying to take Juventus take in this Uba, game. Yeah. Uh, next up is uh, Genoa and Cagliari in a relegation battle. <laughs> yeah, one point separates these two. They're both. I think they're both uh, 18th. Oh no, sorry, uh, 17th si- Cagliari. Yeah, Genoa is at 16th? 16th. Yeah. So. This is a tough game, and this could be the game that possibly ends Eusebio Di Francesco's tenure with Cagliari. Yeah, um, he'll,
1: he'll be the fifth uh, casualty in the, yeah
0: um, in management. This Genoa team looking a lot more organized under Davide Ballardini. Uh, they are at home in this game. They took uh, they took Juve right to the end in the suit in the Coppa Italia too. Uh, they pulled out a great draw against Atalanta, uh, beat Bologna 2-0, uh, narrowly lost to Sassuolo 2-1, to and tied Lazio 1-1. That's their last five games there. Whereas you look at Cagliari, Yikes. lost to Milan, <laughs> lost to Atalanta, lost to Fiorentina, lost to Benevento, lost to Napoli. Yes, there's some big teams in there, but it just looks abysmal. They concede way too much. They give way too many shots. Alessio Cragno's got to be frustrated, wanting out of this team. And uh, just that being said, I think is going to win this game.
1: Yeah, it'll be interesting. I don't know. Uh, this losing streak can't possibly go on for Caldy. That's five losses in a row. I can't imagine it's going to go on. I don't. So I, I'm not going to say Caldy lost for that reason. I think Uzébio uh, figures it out for this game. Genoa, although they've been getting results, they don't score a lot of goals themselves. They do struggle to score goals. And when they do get goals in games, they usually concede as well. And I I do tip Caliari to have the better offense. I tip them to have the better midfield as well. Genoa, really, they've only had one performer uh, all season. It's been Badali in the midfield. No one else has really stepped up in that midfield. Uh, Defense, you still got a lot of question marks. I know they got it together right now, but I think Caliari... They are desperate for a result. Do they lose six games in a row? I can't see that happening. So I'm going to call it Caleri victory here.
0: Wow. Yeah. So Giuliano's telling you to take Caleri. I'm telling you to take Genoa.
1: Ballardini's due for a loss. Not going to happen. I think.
0: Uh, Caleri, Caleri needs to get rid of Di Francesco, and this is going to be the game that does it. <laughs> Let's move on to the next game, 9 a.m. on Sunday morning. Verona hosting Napoli at the Marcantonio Antonio Bentegodi. This is a tricky game. Yeah, always a tricky game with uh, Verona in it. Yeah, Verona, they're, they're so hard to predict. Grinded out some big upsets, claimed some scalps this season, but then they struggle against lower teams. Napoli, on the other hand, a bit of identity crisis or mentality crisis, um, but came out and smashed. Fiorentina made a statement. See what happens today uh, in the Supercoppa Italia. But uh, this is going to be a tricky game to call. Napoli obviously have some ambitions. They're just ha- they're hanging around. They're not too far off pace of the Scudetto. Um they want to make it the top 4. So how does Napoli show up? Can Napoli and Napoli's playing midweek, right? Napoli's playing yeah. today and then Sunday. So can Napoli get their act together and
1: see for the Supercoppa. It means a lot to Napoli. I'll tell you that much because the rivalry between the two teams yeah. is, is huge, representing the north and the south of Italy. I've been to the Campania region, I've seen firsthand what the rivalry means. It's it's insane between Napoli and Juve. And Napoli too, it looks like the Spezia result has completely changed their season because they have gone on three-game three winning streak since. On top of it now, if they are to win the Supercopa against Juve, I believe a lot of... Uh, Napoli will be a team to watch out for. They'll have uh, yeah. a lot of belief in that squad and uh, they'll be a very dangerous uh, opponent for any team going forward if they beat if they get a result today against Juve, it will mean that much to them. And uh, I think Napoli's just looking up. I really do believe Spezia changed the course of their uh, their campaign. Now that I'm looking at them a little bit more, I think Atuzo, something's just snapped together for them. And I think they should get an easy victory, I'm going to say, for Napoli. I think they dismantle Verona. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I think they ship two, three goals past them. Clean sheet for Napoli.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. Well... Um, I disagree. Mm-hmm. I think it's too. I think it's too difficult. Uh, I think it's, this is a difficult, stubborn, stubborn Verona team that's going to sit their whole team back, and uh, I think Napoli are going to struggle. And I agree. I agree to a point where they have turned it around since that Spezia loss, but they are more than capable of going back into their old habits against a Verona team.
1: Yeah, it, that's why I was saying if the if yeah. they get the result over Juve, then we're going to see a whole new animal with yeah. Napoli.
0: Yeah. Well, so so you're gonna t- you're gonna say, take Napoli to win. I'm I gonna will. T- I'm gonna take them to draw this game. I'm gonna take them to draw. So Juliano's telling you to take uh, Napoli to win. I'm gonna take them to draw. Hellas Verona and Hellas Verona claims another scalp. Uh, another big game this Sunday, at 12 p.m. Lazio, red hot, hosting Sassuolo. <laughs> Your favorite team here. Uh, to be honest with you, Lazio since the turn since the start of the new year has been on fire. They figured everything out. They've been given so many tests. They're riding high off that Roma win. That was that was that meant the world to them. Yeah, like you could see how much they wanted it, and they totally they capitalized on Roma mistakes and made Roma pay. And they 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 enjoyed every second of that three nothing victory. And I think that momentum is going to carry through. And this Sassuolo team struggling now. Now they're starting to fall down, and yeah, they haven't won a game in the last three. They
1: recently lost in their Coppa Italia matchup yeah. as well to Spal like, like, they're just they're just struggling good. Juve they lost they tied Parma which yeah. is not a good result
0: they beat Genoa
1: they did beat Genoa and they got smashed by smashed Atalanta smashed by Atalanta beat Sassuolo yeah although uh, I mean Sassuolo. Sassuolo beat Sampdoria with the Sampdoria red I just think Lazio with Luis Alberto again Milinkovic Savic I do yeah. believe they're probably two of the best midfielders in the league yeah too much for Sassuolo to handle yeah and if you have Chiro who's still scoring goals, left, right, and center, he yeah. pretty much puts you at a, a goal up every game. Yep. I think Lazio have it in the bag this game.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. I think Lazio got it in the bag as well. I'm going to take Lazio to win this game. Yeah,
1: Caputo. So, Swole is really falling off. I know we were we were uh, banging on Caputo, how great he is. He's been very poor ever since he's come back. Yeah. it's But Arti hasn't showed up. Locatelli's kind of... He's been great, one of the best performers, but he's kind of lost a little bit of form as well recently. So Sassuolo, a lot of question marks, and no one is willing to step up in this team. Yeah. Judic, you have Boga, such such talent, uh, but no one wants to step up and take responsibility and be the, be the man for that team. Yeah. So yeah, Lazio. It's a, it's
0: a shame. We're both trying to take Lazio. Sunday afternoon, Parma hosting Sampdoria at the uh, Ennio Tardini... Diversa versus Ranieri. The Sampdoria team, they look okay. They're Sampdoria. I mean, beating Inter.
1: Consistently, inconsistent. Yeah,
0: beating Udinese. Dropping to Spezia. Dropping to Roma. Dropping to Sassuolo. And then you look at Parma on the other hand. Parma's Parma's only got one point in their last five games. Horrendous. But they have changed the guard. They yeah. are bringing in new players. So, it's, but, this is a yeah. tough it's it, uh, can they gel right away?
1: Listen, Parma has two wins all season in eighteen matches. Yeah, it's terrible. Eighteen matches. It's played. absolutely terrible. It's horrendous. Uh, they draw a ton of matches. They got seven draws, nine losses, so they're more likely to lose and draw matches. Yeah, they don't win games. No. They're not capable of winning games. No, not yet. No, Sampdoria. On the other hand, you think about their squad. They have more game changers: Candreva, yeah. They Balde, Qualiarella, Torregrossa. Now, yeah, is in there? Really, if they're going to win a game, they got to rely on those guys. That guard you can throw in there as well. Yeah. Parma, who can we name? Jervinho. That's it for now. That's it. There is and well, Kutska, Kutska has been their best player. Yeah, Kutska has been good. Jervinho's uh, Cornelius has been a ghost. Yeah, they're, everyone's a ghost. Kutska is the only player in that Parma team.
0: Yeah, it's he's the only player. His
1: he was playing in midfield. They did Now, now the Veres has pushed him up into right wing. Yeah. That's how desperate they are because there's no one that can score goals in this team. No. They got nothing, Parma. No. But I think it will be a draw. I still believe Parma's defense is very stubborn. I still they believe are. in Luigi seppe is a, a, a good goalie for the city. A, yeah, and I I can see a draw happening here. Um, I think it has draw written all over it. I think game.
0: it's got a draw written all over it, and then once Parma brings in the players that they're bringing in, you're going to see a different Parma Start to slowly win games.
1: Yeah, it depends. This transfer market's huge for Parma. Yeah. You said they're linked. We'll talk about players. If they can bring in some creative playmakers and some...
0: The Versa's basically come out and said, if Parma's going to survive City A, they need to buy players. They have to. The players
1: aren't there. They've, no. They've been relying on the same trick for the last few campaigns. Counterattack, Gervinho speed. Yeah. Caramo has been a bust. Yeah. Uh, it's just not working this counter-attack style for them.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I agree with you, though. I'm going to take the draw.
1: Yeah. So we're both trying to take the draw in the Parma-Sampdoria game. They should not have got rid of Liverani. You should have kept Liverani for this transfer market. I would have loved to see Leverani get brought players because he is more than capable, I think. And then they pull the trigger too soon. You go to a counter-attacking coach. Now you're going to buy him all these nice pieces, and he's not going to know
0: what to do with well, it. Yeah, Just exactly. Parma is a mess. Yeah, no Parma plan. is a mess, and uh, it's the ownership's fault. So Yeah. Um, so that ends up uh, that ends our uh, our review, yeah, our, our, our preview, preview, preview for Match Day 19. Yeah. We hope you guys enjoy it. Uh, stay tuned. We're gonna talk in part two about some upcoming transfers. So welcome to part two, uh, where we're gonna be talking about some potential transfers in Italy. Um, there have been quite a few rumors. I've, obviously, the big one right now is uh, Mario Mandzukic completed. Completed. has taken the number nine. That's a that's a couple of signings for Milan now. Yeah, Milan's starting to starting to build yeah. up, and then on the Milan too, they're also making room because this is a, this is actually a, this is huge for Parma. Uh, Andrea Conti is having he's already having his uh, his um, his medical with Parma. He's already had it. Um, and he's going to be moving with an loan to, with an obligation to buy from AC Milan. So here is a very good piece. It uh, just didn't, you know, it didn't work out for him at AC yeah. Milan. Question marks about his health. That's the that was the thing. That's why thing.
1: Milan's given up on him is because yeah. Calabria has come through. Calabria's yeah. obviously run that race, yeah. won it, and now Conti has just been injury after injury. And Parma, yeah. this is a. you taking a, not- a gamble now.
0: Parma's taken a game, but this is also a great opportunity for a guy to redis- rediscover his form and bounce back in his career. This is a perfect move for him. I think it's great for both sides, and this is going to really shore up that right side for Parma. And if D'Aversa wants to play a winger, Conti can play a winger position as well. Um, so it's uh, it's a it's a good move for them. Um, and obviously, AC Milan making room and the reason why is because they are reportedly in talks with Junior Firpo's agent from from Barcelona with a loan deal with an option to buy so they're talking they're just getting stronger and stronger it's it's a, it's a scary it's a scary thing and uh they're just shoring up everything is what it feels like that's a big move for me. That would be a big move for Milan if it were to come true. Yeah, uh, but you can see like them offloading Andrea Conti is kind of trying to make room for that. A big one that uh, that came out uh, earlier this morning is there's a report that Juventus are possibly considering offering Federico Bernardeschi in a swap deal to, with Hertha Berlin to get striker Christoph Piontek. Oof, no thanks. I yeah. don't know what Juve's thinking. Yeah. I don't understand Andrea Pirlo's obsession with getting another striker.
1: I don't either. I think Marat is good. Yeah. You have Ronaldo there. I know Ronaldo, is he going to stay at the end of the season? That's a question mark. But is yeah. Piontek really what Juve needs? Is, no. Juve is Juve is Juve. Juve is one of the big teams. Yeah. Juve should be aiming for, I don't know, bigger names than that.
0: Yeah, they should be. They're they're, they're, you, don't, they're
1: you don't go for Piontek. I'm sorry. There's got to be. You should be going for Haaland. There's question marks all about Haaland. Yeah. Uh, Chelsea, is. I think he has a pretty low bio if I'm not mistaken, too, considering yeah. what he's worth. That's a, that's a player you go for. Yeah. I know you can't get him now, but Piontek. Why waste your money on Piontek? Exactly. And why give up a guy like Bernadeschi? Yeah, Bernardeski, I you know a lot of Juve fans don't uh, like him, or aren't a fan of him. He's but a good beast. Yeah, I think he... That would just be a waste yeah. of a transfer, I believe. Yeah. And on top of it, there's so many better at strikers than yeah. Piontek in the in the in the city I right now. Yeah, you know, you could go look what Sampdoria did. Well, they're in.
0: talking with Skamaka as well, right? That's what I mean. You have Skamaka, but they probably don't think that Skamaka is ready yet. They want to sign him. Yeah, it is. that P- way he's but in but the Piontech's plans.
1: Piontek's not ready either. No, Piontek's
0: had... not or not. Piontech's a like a quick uh, a quick uh, twenty five minute a game fill in. That, that's all Piontek is. But you got likes of DiBala too, like. What are you guys doing? Like that's yeah.
1: They were linked with Milik. Like Milik's, I think, a way better signing for Juve than he would
0: be. He would be, but Milik's on his way to the French league. Yeah,
1: but like that's what I'm saying. Though, like you had you had the Milik option there. Yeah, that's a good option. Yeah, although I think Jekyll is kind of over the hill. I think he would have been a good piece, maybe for a team like Juve that brought in because he brings something they don't have. Yeah, exactly. Into their team. Exactly. That's they don't need another guy that runs into spaces. And counterattacks. You have Ronaldo who can do that. You have Morata that can do that. Why do you need a third guy in contact to do that? I don't know. You need a guy that can control the ball, do what Dybala does, bring guys into the play, and and pass it off. They need a center forward like that. They don't need any more of these guys that run it behind. Chiesa is there, too. How many of these guys do you need? You need playmakers. Juve needs playmakers, not goal scorers.
0: Yeah. Well, we'll see what happens. Fernando Llorente is wanted by two teams. One of them is Athletical, uh, Athletic Bilbao, so him going back home. Yeah, back to Basque country there. The other, con- the other team? Udinese. Udinese. So Udenese, I think, is realizing that... Lasagna's done. They're realizing they have no options up top. Okay. If they're considering Fernando Llorente... What happened to Ocacachuca? I, th- I don't know if he got hurt or... Stefano, is he done
1: for the rest of the year now? I don't know. I don't that they're know. going for Fernando Llorente because... They're the same player. They are the same Stefano player. Stefano is better than him.
0: Yeah. But they clearly think they need to shore up something up top for them. Yeah.
1: Udine definitely ne- need a goal scorer. They're another team in yeah. desperate need. But I don't think that's a lack of imagination yeah. for, for Fernando Lorente. Yeah, Especially coming from Udine, who've always signed under the radar these big, yeah. you, know, you know, these small players with tons of potential to get Fernando Lorente.
0: I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I don't, know. I don't see it. No, I don't know. Fiorentina looking at a couple of players here, so they're looking at Moscow's. They Al- need a whole new squad. Never they mind. They do. They're looking at Moscow's Alexander Kokorin. Decent and- signing, pacey a- forward. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they're looking at uh, also Felipe Anderson, who's currently on loan at Porto from West Ham.
1: <laughs> Felipe Anderson, you know what? I wouldn't. I wouldn't bother. No, that's a. Uh, that's, that'd be a perfect Finitina sign. He'd come, tons of money, lots of hype. He'd play a good two weeks, and then he'd disappear. be a bust for the rest of the season. For sure. i watched him a lot at West Ham. Doesn't have the mentality yeah. to be a big player. Yeah. I know Sir Alex Ferguson wanted him a man you back in the day. He was thought of highly that much, I should say. But uh, he's done. He yeah. missed the boat. I don't believe in second chances for players like that. No. Fin- especially for a club like Finitina, you cannot afford to be given more of these guys. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Chances you need proven players. I know it costs a lot of money to get proven players, but that's what you should be going
0: for. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with you. Um, let's move on to the next one. According to Tuto Sport, Benevento are eyeing another striker. And that striker hopefully being someone that's tall. Torinos no one Simone Zaza. Simone Zaza,
1: yeah. He's, I six, could see that he's work. six foot one. Yeah, yeah, I could see him. I, I could see it work. working. I think Zaza f- flourishes when teams are when it's all about him and the team. Yeah, I don't think he's a good team player, Zaza. Yeah, but when it's about him, I hundred percent believe he's more than capable of uh, doing it. Yeah, the top dancer.
0: Absolutely. Um, what do you think of that signing? I think it'd be good. I, this guy really needs to reignite his career. I think going to Torino was a bit of a mistake because he cannot play side by side with Balati Bellotti. no,
1: Balatti's the man there.
0: Yeah, Balatti's the guy, and Balotelli yes plays better behind a big striker like Zaza but they just they didn't piece that piece it that way whereas here Zaza's going to be the guy right he's going to yeah. be the guy in the middle uh that that, that probably means they're giving up on Lapadula um who's been poor this year Yep. and uh, hopefully that that works out well now let's talk about another Tutto Sport report about Inter Milan and let's get Giuliano's we thoughts can't on this we can even pair players
1: who we like to <laughs> um
0: so you're looking for a new striker and according to according to Tuto Sport, here are the four players <laughs> For who? That are on Inter's radar. We need a new striker. I guess. Yeah, okay. go. Who are they? Yeah. Let's hear this this Graziano Pele. Oh God. Nope. Adair. Nope. <laughs> Pavigol. So yeah, Leonardo you know, Pavolato. Pavigol,
1: I would do as a as a backup striker. That's I, basically I take what him. it is. I take him. And
0: Papu Gomez.
1: Papu Gomez, he can play in a position very similar to what Roberto Baggio, the yeah. Piero, the deep, not, sorry, not, well, yeah, deep-lying yeah. striker position. They're not strikers. Yeah. They play off the striker. Yeah. They create and they score. That's what Papa Gomez is. I believe he fits in perfect. You just got to think about shipping out Alexis Sanchez if you bring him in. Yeah, I think, I think so. Because I think there's no point of having both of them in. No, definitely in not.
0: Team. And speaking of shipping out and swapping and making some changes... There's a report, again, from Tutosport, uh, that uh, Ericsson's on the books here. So that Inter are considering doing a swap deal with the Gunners, Arsenal. Uh, Christian Eriksen will go to Arsenal, and Lucas Torreira will come Torriera will come the other way. Uh, Torreira, no, thank you. Next. Yeah. Okay. No, thank you. Uh, this is a good piece, I think, for Parma. So Parma are close on another deal bringing back an old face, not from Parma, but from the Palermo days. Uh, so reports are growing that Parma will bring back Franco Vasquez to the city A from Sevilla. So Franco Vasquez, he's a creative midfield. Uh, he turns 32 next month. Very big, good piece. He's only made 13 appearances uh, for Sevilla so far coming off the bench this year. Obviously wants more playing time. Parma need as much creativity in the whole world. As they, as they as they could as they could as much as they could possibly ask for because they need to start scoring goals. And how do you create chances? You start them in the midfield and who can do that for you? I think Franco Vasquez. So I think this is, would be a very very good signing for Parma if this comes to fruition. So what do you think about this?
1: I think that's a, a great signing. I've always rated Franco Vasquez. I loved him. When he left City. Uh, I was a big it was another big player leaving City, which was sad to see going to La Liga. Yeah. I think he is more than capable. He's another player. He just he ignites the game with his technique, his uh, imagination. He just he has an X factor that a lot of players don't have. He sees he sees the game different. Maybe for some coaches that's a turnoff because they don't. These guys look like they don't work as hard. They don't put in the effort, but it's because they they see the game different. Their mentality it's is true. different to a guy that just wants to run and be a soldier all day. This guy, he's a creator. He is, and he has a wand of a left foot. Parma can pull off. sub like that or a transfer like that I mean beautiful I think that helps keep Parma up yeah that's what they're missing they got nothing in the midfield Parma in regards to creativity yeah although he's not strictly a midfielder he will uh be a forward that can drop deep yeah between the lines
0: absolutely so let's move on to the last one for today that I have so we already know this is happening Milan have agreed terms with Chelsea for Fikayo Tomori with a loan with an obligation with an option sorry to buy for 30 million. Our own Hargrave's
1: 2.0 over. Here.
0: Yes. So for those of you that don't know, Fikayo Tomori who is a England international, who's been a stud, uh, has played already played once for the English uh, senior team. Fikayo Tomori was born in Calgary, Alberta, Canada. And was eligible to play for Canada.
1: Another one that got away. He played for the under twenty. He yeah,
0: he did play for the under twenty, and then he moved over to the English under nineteen, under twenty, under twenty one, and then moved up his moved his way up to the seniors um, senior team. So uh, another one, as Juliano said, that got away. Uh Six foot one center back. This guy is a stud. Yeah, great
1: player. Was starting for Chelsea at some points. Then. uh you know, lost favor naturally because he's not one of the. He'd be very good to add in for. Milan. Yeah, he's he's not going to start for Milan. I think Kalulu is better than him to be honest.
0: Maybe that's going to be your B pairing, right? Kalulu and Tomori. Yeah. So you have Musacchio. Now you have to think Musakio's gone. Um, Musacchio's gone. Musacchio's gone because he, he, he won't accept offers. He actually, he's, he's just waiting to write out his contract. He's a free agent at the end yeah. of the year and he can choose wherever the heck he wants to go. So you're going to be running with Romagnoli, Kair now.
1: I just read news actually he will be available for Atalanta. Yeah. So you have Romagnoli, Kair, Kalulu, Tomori. That's good. That's good. That's Kalulu good. and Tomori can learn from Romagnoli and Kiar, and, uh, Kiar a yeah. lot. And usually you got to carry around four center backs in your team for the yeah. entire season. So that's not a bad. No. They'd go right up, probably to the top, in terms of uh, overall their defensive unit being you know, maybe the best in City out with that signing. Yeah,
0: absolutely. But
1: he, raw talent, a lot to prove still. He's good, full of potential. I think Milan, the way they're going, they can. Uh,
0: they could afford it.
1: Yeah, they can turn this guy into something.
0: Oh, yeah, hands down. Hands down. But uh, he's not
1: a signing for today.
0: No, he's assigning for the future. For the future yeah. He's assigning for the future. Um, and then, sorry, I do have one more quick one. Uh, side note. So, PSG looks like they are going to activate their option to buy Alessandro Florenzi from Roma for $9 million. So, it looks like Florenzi is staying in Paris. Be, staying in Paris. So, all the best to Sandro Florenzi. And thank you for everything you did. El Capitano. And that's all the transfer news I have. Is there yeah, else? That, that pretty much covered
1: everything. Uh, there's just been some minor transfers. Okay. Fabio Piscane from Caleri, center back has gone to Lecce, Serie B. Yep. And Johan Mojica, he's played a couple of games for Atalanta, the Colombian. Yeah, He's gone to Girona in La Liga 2, or to La Liga 2. <laughs> La Liga 2. <dos. laughs> <laughs> there you go. Uh, so he's uh, back in Spain. Yeah. Johan Mojica and... Uh, I just want to comment on Swalijo Miete. Yes. I saw his substitution appearance. What a player, this guy. This was, I believe, the signing of the transfer window. Yeah, he's
0: a stud. Milan,
1: Absolute stud. Milan got a steal here. Looking forward to seeing what this guy can do. 26 years old. This was a steal and a half. Great signing by Milan. Everything I thought he would be playing yeah. for a big team. So. Absolutely. Good job.
0: You did quickly mention... Piscani went to Lecce in City of B. Yes. And that triggered me because we haven't updated the standings for City of B in a very long time. Oh, I know. I looked. So They've changed. They have changed big time. <laughs> so let's let's talk about the standings. Let's. So I'll read you the top. I want to read you the top 10 uh, standings for uh, City of B. There is a team up there that I mentioned that watch out for because I think they're coming up next year. Uh, Silvio Berlusconi-led team, and Adriano Galliani.
1: Monza, they won't be known for just F1 anymore.
0: No, they'll be known for soccer, let me tell yep. you. Empoli currently sitting top of the table after 18 games with 37 points. Cittadella hanging around, second place, 33 points with the game in hand. They'll just fall back down to the playoff spots, I guarantee you. Um, third place, breathing down Cittadella's neck, is Spal. And fourth place... Uh, with 31 points, so two points behind Chitadella. Sorry, Spal are one point behind Cittadella, but Monza is two points behind Cittadella for the automatic promotion in fourth place. This team: Kevin Prince Boateng, Gabriel Paletta. I believe Eugenio Lamanna is Mario their Mario Balotelli. Yeah, Eugenio Lamanna is their goalkeeper. Mario Balotelli is their striker. Giulio Donati is their right back. These are familiar names, people. That's a guy I can't believe is playing at Serie B. Giulio, Giulio Donati. Donati. I know he's a Giuseppe Belushi. Like these guys are big names there. There are some names that are familiar there, and I mean they. And who are they? Who are they coached by? Christian Brocky, Everybody. Good good friend of uh what's his name? Uh Silvio Berlusconi and Adriano Galliani. Yeah, yeah. But like listen to these names. Nicola Rigoni is in the midfield. You remember Nicola yeah. Rigoni? Uh, you remember Antonino Barilla from uh, Parma? That, yeah. They probably miss him right now. Yeah, would have um, bad to have him back. Andrea Barberis, he was, uh, I think he was Crotone when he Crotone, Crotone first, yeah. first came One of the out. better players. He was Crotone one of the better players. Out. Why would they let him go? Yeah. Uh, maybe Munza offered more money. Uh, but this team, Federico Ricci, uh, that's a name I haven't heard of in a long time. Uh, Federico Ricci, if I'm not mistaken, he was just transferred
1: there. Federico was just transferred there from Sassuolo.
0: That's what I thought. Okay.
1: So he played a few games off the bench for Sassuolo, and now he's at Monza. Yeah, okay. He has the the twin brother on Spezia.
0: Yes, that's right. That's right. So this team, like, they're built to go up. They're built to go up. And you know what's great about this team? And their whole squad, they only have six foreigners. Everybody else is Italian. Yeah. That's investing in home development, right? yeah it's an
1: it's an interesting project yeah if they don't is. come up this season it'll be hard to see uh oh they're coming up this season after they're but, coming
0: uh, up this season they're coming up this they season too at
1: a city be want to see venezia come up i love their jerseys when i was in venice last before all this uh, yeah. craziness happened i walked past the venice shop and i saw that kit i'm like should i buy this jersey i have way too many jerseys at home I'm yeah like, do i really need another shirt but i now i wish i bought that shirt they're they have one of the nicest kits. No, they in they Italy.
0: they do have a nice kit. They currently sit And in, it's
1: it's just a crazy team because they're in Venice yeah. itself. Their they, stadium is right off the water. It's insane.
0: They they currently uh they currently sit in 10th place. And they're uh not doing too good right now. No, they're not doing too good. Familiar name is coaching them right now. Uh, Paolo Remember Paolo Zanetti? I think yeah. he played for Torino for a long time. Paolo Zanetti. Yeah, Paolo Zanetti. The the not so famous. V- the not so famous Zanetti of all of them, right? No, he's uh, no
1: Javier, no Cristiano Zanetti. <laughs> yeah,
0: big news here. So, you remember who got Venezia up? You know what? Let's read the stand, let's read the rest of the standings, and then I'll talk to you about this. Uh, yeah, Joe, Joe Tacopino was the one that put Venezia on the map. Yes. That's the guy that got them going. He's the- he it's no from, longer owns them. Oh, the
1: American, yeah, no longer owns them. No, now.
0: the um, uh, so another American owns them, former CEO, CEO of the New York Stock Exchange owns them oh, okay. now. But uh, he owns another team now. He's brought another team out of bankruptcy who I'll talk to you about in a second. Okay.
1: So for the standings, you want me to read up to t-
0: top eight? Let's go. Let's Yeah, fifth to eighth are important because those are playoff spots. Okay, so
1: first place right now is Empoli on 37 points. Yeah. Second is Chitadella yeah. on 33. Third is Spal on 32 points. Then we have Monza in fourth on 31 Tied on 31 points. In fifth is Salernitana.
0: Salernitana. Forza, Forza Francesco Di Tacchio. Yeah.
1: And these are one of the playoff uh, spots there, right? So yeah. in sixth, we have Lecce yeah. on 29. Another uh, team from the Puglia Campania region. Yeah. We have uh, Chievo on seventh on 28. Porto de on, on 27 points. They're from, Udine. They're, from, they play in
0: from the, Udine. I think they play in the Dutch Arena as well. Those are your teams right now. The big team on the app. outside looking in on Alessandro led Frosinone, one point out of a playoff yeah, spot. Yeah, they've dropped quite a bit. They have dropped quite a bit. But that reads uh, that reads Serie B. So, just real quickly, so Joe Tacopina is the famous guy that brought put Venezia on the map, trying to get them up to Serie. A. He actually sold them, and uh, he's actually with a new team
1: in Who's Italy. That team? That he has
0: rescued a team on the brink of bankruptcy, and they are currently sitting in La Serie C. and it would be really great to see them come back up. Calcio Catania, everybody. So Joe Tacopino owns Catania, Catania now.
1: Catania. I know it's been a long time yep. since the glory days of the Sicilian teams in Serie A.
0: Honestly, the Serie A needs the Sicilian teams because the days with Palermo, Messina, Messina, and Catania, those days were fun. Yeah. They were awesome they were awesome as, as much as i'd love to see palermo above everybody else i mean at one point we had palermo we had catania and messina all in the city all in yeah. sicilia and you had another team that was on the rise before they went into financial difficulty in trapani we were at we were so close to having four potential sicilian teams in the city. how cool would that be the south needs more representation yeah in the city, and we all know it comes down to finances. Like it the does. power, the the financial juggernauts are in the north. And right, that's why the
1: SuperCopa is huge. South yeah, it's versus south, north.
0: It's true. I, I I get that. I get that. But there's got to be other southern teams that got to come up now. Yeah. That can stick around. Like I'm not talking about Crotone. Benevento is probably going to stick around for another year or two. Well, Lecce
1: is one of those big teams. They should. <sighs> they should. You know, they they were just relegated last they season. They should.
0: They should. Honestly, in all honesty like body should be up there and yeah body they need to be up there because of the population they got the stadium they are
1: one of the biggest cities in the in the south, in the and south right
0: league. and but they got good and now that they, De the the thelorurentus family owns them maybe we'll see them on the rise um but who else is down there like the Sicilian team that's a big one yeah yeah you, you have the Sicilian teams yeah and yeah body bodys a, a big one that's not yeah that's not uh there yeah and then you have you have these teams like you have these teams floating in Serie B. Like let's talk about the Calabria region. Everybody knows how I feel about how they produce soccer, but let's talk about like Regina used to be a staple in Serie A, right? Yeah. Reggina, Reggina's in Serie B right now. Uh Cosenza, there's another team potentially that can come up. Crotone unfortunately we know is going to go down. So like look at look at those teams and then hey, maybe there's a team from the Abruzzo region that might be able to come up. We haven't seen that in a long time. Yeah. Pescara, everybody. I'm talking about (laughs) Pescara. Pescara. That's where my (laughs) cugino lives. Oh, yeah? Pescara. Pescada. Beautiful city. Yeah? So that wraps up today's podcast. Thank you so much for listening. We appreciate the support. And uh, we just wanted to quickly shout out, uh, you know, follow us at Radio Tifosi on Twitter. Follow us, Tifosi Football Radio on Instagram, Facebook. Send us an email, tifosifootballradio at gmail.com. Rate us. Like us. Um, the feedback we've been getting the past couple of weeks has been awesome and uh, we really appreciate the support you've asked and we are will be delivering another special episode next week. Dave Simpson, we're bringing him back. Dave is going to talk Canadian soccer with Julianne and I and we are also going to be talking, uh, the three of us will be talking with Marco Maschke from Germany. Uh, who is a a football manager who has managed clubs professionally both in Europe and in North America and get his take on basically an outsider perspective on canadian soccer from a european standpoint uh so we're really looking forward to that conversation with dave and marco and uh we will be uh we'll be releasing that to everybody at some point next week make sure you look out for it on uh, pod being apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, whatever you listen to us from and uh, until next time yeah. ciao ragazzi yeah. ciao yeah.